Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your host, Jan Jones, and I know you are all awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic because it is Friday and you have been living your strongest life this past week. If you listened to the show last week, we talked about strengths. So today you are in for a treat. I cannot wait for you to meet my guest and I am going to introduce her shortly. But First, I want everyone to just take that deep breath. I want you to just calm the chaos in your mind. And I want you to take just a moment and think about all the ways that you have positively impacted lives this week. I want you to really appreciate that impact that you have because the world needs what you have to offer. And impact is exactly what my guest today has done. She has impacted my life more than I could even express in words. And here I go. Y'all know I'm a crier. (laughs) I am getting weepy even thinking about how important this woman is in my life. But she has impacted everyone's life that she comes in contact with. Now, you may be wondering, how does she do that? How has she impacted so many hearts and lives? Well, I'm going to tell you. It is her passion for compassion. And that is exactly the topic that we are talking about today. Now, before I introduce Dr. Vanita Kumar, I want to touch on that topic of passion because it's really important that we all have a good grasp of what this principle really means. So think about the things in your life that you are most passionate about. Take that moment. Maybe it is your career, your family, your friends, your spouse, your kids, your faith. Maybe it's sports, animals, the environment, philanthropy. I mean, the list could go on and on. And that's just the high level list. That's not even getting into the specifics. But all of these things that you are passionate about, think about the energy that it takes, the energy you have to have to be devoted to all of those passions in your life. And and we all have multiple passions in our life. It takes a lot of energy, but here's the thing. It also fills us with energy. And that's exactly what we need to create momentum and then keep moving in these areas of passion. So when you're passionate about someone or something, you will do whatever it takes, even to the point of inconvenience for you. 
Isn't that true? I want you to keep that in mind as we talk about this passion for compassion that my guest today really has and really lives. So let me go ahead and begin the introduction here. My guest is an outstanding physician who wins recognitions from peers, fellows, and students as the best of the best. And I would tell you, if patients could give awards, she would also win them from patients. She is a professor of medicine at UAB and an internationally acclaimed transplant nephrologist. Dr. Vanita Kumar has been recognized pretty much her entire adult life. And I'm guessing as a kid too, I just didn't go that far back into her history, but she's been recognized for many, many things. And in fact, we would run out of time if I gave you the entire list. So just let me share a snippet of some of the recognitions and the awards that Dr. Kumar has received. So beginning in medical school, she was winning multiple awards, including the gold medal for the overall highest cumulative score of her graduating class. So it started early with her brilliance, right? As chief resident of the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, she was geriatrics intern of the year, junior resident of the year, and get this, most compassionate senior resident of the year. Over a decade of her time as faculty at UAB, she has continued to be the awardee of countless prestigious regional and national recognitions and awards. The Cobb Retsky Award for Clinical Excellence for 10 consecutive years. The 2017 Brewer Heslin Award for Professionalism, 2018 Dean's Award for Excellence in Teaching, 2019 Presidential Award for Excellence in Teaching, 2021 Non-Surgical Faculty Teacher of the Year for the UAB General Surgery Residency Program, and 2022 American Nephrologist of India Origin Award for Service Excellence. I'm telling you, we could go on and on and on, but I want you to meet the amazing Dr. Kumar, and I want you to get to know her because after hearing all of this and hearing how brilliant she is, one might possibly assume that there could be some ego involved with her. But you know, when you think about it, knowledge without love is a little bit of intellectual arrogance. And that is not the case at all with our guest today. It is the total opposite. She embodies compassion and love, and it is evident to every single person she meets that it is a true passion of hers. And I got to say, I know all of this firsthand. I'm not just talking from hearing her list of awards and knowing that other people see compassion in her. 
Dr. Kumar is actually my transplant nephrologist. So if you have been listening to the podcast, you know I am a double organ transplant recipient, a kidney and a pancreas. So I have to tell you, I am speaking firsthand knowledge here of how compassionate she is. In fact, if it was not for her and the team at UAB, I wouldn't even be here and be able to share this podcast with all of you. So before I start crying, I want you all to know how absolutely honored and proud I am to introduce Dr. Vanita Kumar. Welcome, Dr. Kumar. Thank you, Jen. Um, And I have to say the privilege is mine. Um, to be able to get to take care of you and patients like you is what adds meaning to my life and makes me want to be better every day. Oh my goodness. You, uh, you see, I mean, it's just amazing how you feel my heart and my spirit every time I get to talk with you. So thank you for that. Um, I want everyone to hear your perspective because we talk about compassion in this world, and I feel like we we might be in a little bit of a deprivation of compassion just in the world. We want to reconnect to this topic. So let's just hear what does compassion mean to you and why is it so important to you? I mean, not just in the medical field, but in the world. Thank you for asking that question, Jen. You you started by saying, what does compassion mean to me? And as much as I think it and feel it, it's something that I, we have to continually work at it also. Um, so what does compassion mean to me? If I think about compassion with my thinking hat, my intellectual hat on, compassion has two big components to it. There is the feeling component. It starts with that, feeling somebody else's emotion, state of mind, perspective, what they are bringing to the encounter. And the second part of compassion is an action that follows that feeling. Mm. So in thinking about just feeling, it is first putting yourself in a place where you're allowing yourself to see somebody else for what they are beyond what is the obvious. Mm. So it's not, so when I, if I take myself to a patient's room, either in clinic or at the bedside, it's not just what their diagnosis is, what they look like, what clothes they're wearing. It is in the moment what they're feeling. It's allowing them to feel, to express. And then more importantly, it's allowing myself to feel that. In this frenzied, busy pace of life, you started this hour by saying, take a deep breath, calm the chaos. That's an act, an exercise I find myself doing every day. Take a deep breath, calm the chaos. I'm here to serve this person who is in front of me. 
Let me enter that encounter with that approach of service. And then when you feel it, we as humans are deeply feeling beings. We feel in different ways for different people. It's then being compelled to do something about it, especially if you sense distressed, fear, sad, vulnerability. If you sense these, we all feel them, but some of us are compelled to want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe all of us are and may or may not know how to. And then moving from that to actually translating it into an action. And what I've found in my day-to-day life is, I don't know what compassion was in terms of feeling an action. I just was being a certain way. Yeah. And I kept getting feedback and people told me this, which is what made me pause and actually think about what this means. And what I found out is in reacting to somebody, in showing an action, things that were intuitive to me, like a hand on somebody's hand or on their shoulder or looking at them in a certain way, like I'm here for you, some specific words, that meant the world to them. And I didn't in the beginning understand why. But processing Mm -hmm. that, I realized it's feeling with them and then showing up for them with an act that is meant to be reducing or trying to help or trying to curtail some of this feeling of angst, fear, worry, threat that they're feeling. Long with the answer, Jen. Oh, no, I love it. There are so many things running through my mind as you shared that because you talked about, you know, taking the time to see and to notice. And I I think that sometimes we have trained ourselves not to see someone suffering because we don't feel like we can fix it or cure it. But, But you started really realizing that those few, maybe even short, small moments of just noticing someone. And like you said, putting your hand on their hand or on their shoulder, you know, watching your approach, making eye contact, not just looking down at your charts and your papers and your lab results, but actually letting them feel your empathy for them. It 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 does. It changes someone's entire life. It changes their perspective on their own fear or angst. So I think that that is such a huge takeaway from what you just said is just taking the time to see. But you also said something about trying to notice what is not so obvious. And so when we pick up on how people are feeling, whether that is from a reaction that they're having, like a an emotional reaction, or maybe they've gotten very, very quiet and silent. And, you know, we need to notice these things, like you said, and, and really put yourself in their shoes. And you carry that. I mean, People that know you, they they feel that sincerity from you. And, and I absolutely love, I mean, like I said, there's so many things you said that our listeners, I hope it is just penetrating their heart because we talked last week 
about how we miss our own strength sometimes because it's so instinctive to us that we don't look at it as a gift. And you were told over and over again that your compassion means the world to me. Your compassion has changed my life. Your compassion has gotten me through this time. And this has made a difference. And you didn't even realize it. You didn't even realize it until it was pointed out to you. Um, I mean, so many amazing lessons in that answer of what compassion means to you. And, you know, you are someone that is not just talking the talk. You are walking the talk. And it is so inspirational. I want us to get into um, some different, and I love how you separated it into the feeling and then the action. And I want to get a little more into that when um, when we come back from our break, because we want to talk about these three different aspects of what compassion is not and what it actually is to go along with everything Dr. Kumar has shared with us. So don't go anywhere. We are getting deep into the passion for compassion. We will be right back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are with Dr. Vanita Kumar talking about 
her passion for compassion and learning so much about our own perspectives on compassion. So what we want to move into talking about now really does piggyback off of everything Dr. Kumar just shared with us. I want to let our listeners know that compassion is not abstract. It is something very specific for each person. And Dr. Kumar just touched on that with really realizing that it is action and it's different for everyone. So compassion is not abstract. It is not afraid. You are just moved to do something. And everything that Dr. Kumar embodies and lives about compassion really drives these three points home. So it's not abstract. It's very specific. It is not afraid. It's very bold and courageous. And it's not analytical. When you have compassion, you're not weighing the cost or the risk. You are just responding to human suffering with loving kindness. So as we think about those areas of compassion, that it's not abstract, it's very specific. I want to know, Dr. Kumar, from you, when you think about this this action of compassion, and and you've kind of touched on it, but I cannot imagine having to show compassion because, you know, it's expected in healthcare, right? There are many fields where you expect someone to show compassion. And when you don't receive it, you're disappointed, but you're having to really put this out there for people you do not know. Sometimes it's hard to show compassion for people we love, much less people we don't know very well. And you do it so beautifully. So tell me a little bit about your thought process, if there is one, um, when you are meeting new people, new patients, and you're picking up and you're really uh, demonstrating that empathy. How do you keep this moving forward? Um, Jen, thank you again for asking that question. Um, you know, every morning when we may wake up, um, when I wake up, um, you know, there's a thought process that goes through your mind. Sometimes it's um, not specifically intentioned thoughts are just coming in and out and sometimes you can intend for it um every morning there's competition for what happened overnight let me find out let me look for my phone you know, there are all these things that compete um but at some point in that early hours i have you know in the past few years I've started to do this exercise of reminding myself of forgive yesterday, don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. What can I do today to be the best version of myself? Because every day there are so many moments of being able to do that, but at the same time there are moments that you fail at that. Um, and so starting by recognizing you're human, you can do better, forgive yourself so that you can be better today. That's sort of a conversation most days of the week that does happen. 
Mm, I love that thought process. I think we can all take so much from that. Just forgiving ourselves, showing ourselves grace so that we can show others grace as well. Um, and, and I love how you put it. Forgive yourself of yesterday. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So let's be here today and notice those opportunities. Right. And, um, you know, it's something that that I have shared before about looking forward and really having that right mindset. I, I kind of joke, but I think it's such a, a, a good analogy that our rear view mirror in our cars is so small and our um, our windows in front are so large. And so that's why we need to be looking forward. We need to learn from the past and know what's back there, but we need to be focused on what's coming up and what's in front of us. And I, I love how you just said that. So speaking of compassion, being specific for individuals, and it is an action. It's not something that's just abstract. Can you tell us what is one of the most compassionate things that someone else has done for you? And I hope you have a lot of these because you deserve it too. (laughs) Um, Gosh, um, what is these acts of compassion to give, I find, are so much easier than to receive. To receive compassion, you almost have to feel deserving of it. Mm. And um, But I can share a few examples of how I've been on the receiving end of some exquisite moments of compassion that I've sort of refueled and given me a step forward. And I can share two scenarios, one from a patient and one from a friend. Um, So when it comes to patients, it's so much easier for me to get there very quickly, because, you know, part of the profession of doctoring is caring for somebody, not just taking care of them, but caring for them. And when you remind yourself that you only exist because of the person in front of you without the patient, I don't have a role as a doctor. When I remind myself of that, it's, it doesn't take any time to get there, right? So I enter that encounter with wanting to be of help, to be of use, to be of service. Um, Do I always succeed? No. Can I do better every time? Yes. Um, But when you enter an encounter like that with a patient and you put yourself there, you're able to see what you can do, what you can provide. And if you put your hat on of, let me see what I can do, not what I can't do, because that's what they're asking from me, right? Anytime a patient sits in front of me, they've gone from being what they thought was indestructible to extremely vulnerable. And the biggest gift that I think a patient can give me is when they are comfortable sharing their vulnerability, because in that I find things that I can do to help them. Um, True relationships, true conversations only happen when our patients are allowed to share how they feel. Um, Jen, I've told you this sometimes is, you know, you are always there in clinic 
dressed beautifully, completely together, and yet you're carrying a lot with you. And if I only looked at that, I would completely miss the opportunity to know what I can do to be of help or use to you. And there's research that shows that human beings are deeply wired to be of help and be of use. And when you can be of help and can be of use, and that impact a patient shares back with you and tells you, have you been of help or have you been of use? There's nothing more profound and gratifying and refueling, even on the hardest of days, you know, when you can suddenly turn, oh, I haven't had a chance to go to the bathroom or not eaten for five hours, or I'm really stressed, you can easily turn the narrative to I get to do this, I get to take care of this person, I could be a patient, I am not, I am able to care for them. And that refueling is one of the most beautiful gifts I think we can get on a day-to-day basis. And I'm a doctor, so I talk about patients. Those are my opportunities. My missed opportunities are I could be better with my colleagues. I could be better with people around me. I could be less judgmental, more kind, more present with them. And those are my moments of growth, right? Where I say, okay, I failed. How can I be better tomorrow? How will I be better today? And that's all we can do is be on this continuous journey of self-realization, actualization. So a very specific example of how a patient took care of me and showed me compassion was in an ICU, was a really sick patient, and they were dying. They were very, very afraid to ask and get ask for clarity. They, when I was sitting with them at their bedside, holding their hand, talking about why an, another transplant was not going to work, and this happened to be a heart transplant patient, I realized what they were really asking me was, what does this all mean for me? And they asked me, am I dying? And it was the first time in my life that I had to answer that question that directly. And in the moment, what they needed from me was truth. Hmm. And in that moment, I wanted to run away from the answering that question. But it wasn't about me, it was about them. And in that moment, being able to just look them in the eye and said, yes, and use the word, you are dying, was one of the hardest things I have done. And, but saying that, is what was my responding to the feeling I was feeling in the moment that they needed truth. Mm. And this really frail patient who was holding my hand started to sort of tug away. And I thought she wanted to break contact with me because until then she was holding on. So I let the pressure away and the frail hand reached up and touched my face. She put her hand on my cheek and she said, thank you. And that thank you meant so much more because she took care of me in that moment. She gave me some compassion back for being honest with her. And we were able to then move on to the next phase of what do we do going forward, knowing the new narrative that this is the reality. So I'll stop there, Jen, you asked me. (laughs) 
<laughs> there are many stories like that, and I was going to share a story no, with Brad, I, but let's just stop there. <laughs> I don't know if everyone is like me, but I have grabbed my tissue, and I am so moved by that story. And, you know, that goes back to one of the things that we just shared, that compassion is not afraid. And you showed so much courage in that compassion because you knew she needed truth. And truth is a really hard message to deliver sometimes. And I cannot fathom having to tell someone that truth, that these are your end moments of this life. And I think that that is such a beautiful thing to remember for all of us that life is passing and it's fragile, but it is so amazing. And we want to take advantage of every opportunity to contribute and to show other people this compassion while we have the chance. Right. But, um, I think that, I think that patience can do a better job. I'm, I'm a patient. I think we can do a better job of really having compassion for our doctors because we don't know all of these scenarios and messages that you are having to deliver day in and day out. And I'm so grateful for your action and for your courage. And for the fact that you just, you don't think about it, you just do it and you set your mind to it every day. And it really goes a lot with what we've been talking about on this show through the last few weeks of our mindset and controlling our thoughts and having the right attitude. And you do, you, you do embody all of that. You demonstrate it every single day. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was just so incredibly moving. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I am, I'm definitely, I'm just so honored to hear these experiences because when you think about compassion and how it is not afraid, and and that was a gift to you that this patient said, that's exactly what I needed. And I, I want you to know, I want to touch your face and I want you to know how special that was to me. Um, that, that courage is what we all need. We all need to find it. It's a deep stirring within when we show compassion. Um, I will tell you that when you look in scripture and I like to to throw out some scripture and some biblical truths around these topics for me personally. And the New Testament Greek lexicon says that compassion means to be moved as to one's bowel. The bowels were thought to be the seat of love and pity. So compassion really is that that kick in the gut that makes you want to do something. Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking of all the questions that I want to ask you. And I know that we have got to take a short break in just a moment. But um, when you see that impact in other people, and you said it earlier that it's sometimes more difficult to be on the receiving end. How have you allowed, and in, in just in in a in a few short minutes, how have you began to allow yourself 
to receive compassion for others? Because I think that's important for our listeners to know. Um, Thank you again, Jen. You are asking some very deep questions, and this is actually very therapeutic for me to think about it, too. Um, But how do I allow myself to feel the compassion? So um, like most humans, like most people, I tend to be pretty hard on myself and I can only see the failings Um, and taking compliments for what is what is supposed to be what I'm supposed to do anyway doesn't seem right doesn't seem worthy that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to be like now in that milieu um, that's just about the good things that come into you also in your life do things that you're not proud of, um, especially when something is not going the way you intend for it to go. Say again, I'll t- put myself back in my patient's um, space. If I intend for a patient to have a, a certain kind of course and that course is not going the way it is, and then I examine and see why. And if I find contextually something else could have been done better in that moment by anybody around me, i I have, when I'm especially fatigued or tired, gone to the space of judgment, you know, Mm -hmm. and judgment comes from you holding yourself to high standards and then expecting others to meet those standards. And when they, not everybody can, because we have our own narratives that inform why we have certain standards in our head that may not be always true for everybody, but we hold others to those standards. And then when they don't meet them, we judge them. And when the moment judgment comes into play, kindness abates, right? You become judgy, so you're not as kind. And when you're not as kind, you are not only harming that person, you're harming yourself. Yeah. And that's what I've started to realize. For me to refuel, for me to understand, to be in touch with also those encounters and try and up my ability to be present in the moment and see other people's perspectives and not be judgmental. If I can catch myself there and show them kindness, then I'm a better person for it. But when you're fatigued, it's hard to do that. So you start by showing kindness to yourself. And the first step to that kindness is say, yes, you failed. But this is a failure you can overcome. Mm. Next time, next encounter try yes that's all yes that is so beautiful and um I just I love I love that you've really you have created a new paradigm for yourself um when it comes to the compassion to give but also to receive it so when we come back we are going to take a very short little break but do not go anywhere you do not want to miss the last segment we are going to offer some abcs for that compassion fatigue and just hear some final words from our amazing guest dr kumar so stay with us we'll be right back Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life Podcast. 
Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development, as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good, Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone, to The Good, Good Life. We are talking about a passion for compassion with the most inspiring woman, Dr. Vanita Kumar. And she just said something during the break. And I really want to share it with all of you because this is really the bottom line. Yes, her um, her perspective and her scenarios are with patience. But she just said, you do not have to be a doctor to live this life of compassion. And that really, really resonated with me because that is the truth. We all have opportunities around us to live this life of compassion, to do everything that Dr. Kumar has shared with us today, to notice people, to see them, to feel what they feel, to offer those small gestures and the large gestures, to be honest and truthful is such an act of true compassion and kindness. And to start every day with the mindset that I have opportunities today Yesterday is gone. I don't have to live there anymore, but I can learn from that and I will grow and be better and better every single day. 
for the rest of my life. I believe we can learn and grow every day. So she mentioned something before the break that is so factual. And I think a lot of people suffer from this and it's called compassion fatigue. Now, particularly in the medical industry, but we all, I hope, if we're not already loving people and and maybe loving the unlovable, I hope that you're inspired to start to do that, but it can weigh on you. And you know, that is one thing that we may have to have a part two, because I want to know the effects of all this compassion with people, but we want to offer you some thoughts And when you start feeling weary, when you start feeling stressed, when you notice that you are not being kind to yourself or others, there are some ABCs that we want to share with you today. The A is all about awareness. We need to be checking in with ourselves. We need to notice the attitude that we have. And Dr. Kumar gave y'all some great insight into how to start with the right attitude. We do not want to, uh, we want to let go. We want to lay down attitudes that do not fit who we are. We talk talked about that in really developing our own kind spirit. So we need to be aware of what we're going through and check in with our feelings because our feelings are mentionable, but I want you all to know they are manageable. So awareness is the first thing because this whole good, good life, it is about self-awareness and then social awareness and spiritual awareness. So the next one, part B here is the balance. And I want y'all to know that sometimes balance really is more of a blend We all want that work-life balance and we want more balance in our lives, but I want you to keep in mind that it's, it's a blend that works for you. I mentioned it last week. We don't need this comparison living, but we need to find that blend where we can contribute to our best, be our best, and nurture those important relationships around us. Um, So it's about balance, and maybe it's more of a blend, but the C is all about connection. I want to encourage you all, don't ever get too isolated. Have people in your life that you trust that can give a little pulse check to you, that can offer you feedback when they notice you acting a little out of character. You need your own support system. Dr. Kumar mentioned it several times that, you know, we've got to show ourselves some compassion as well. And if we can do it for ourselves, then we can do it outwardly as well. So we've got to have that connection with people. Get a mentor, find a coach, have that support system in place. So those are just a few ABCs to keep your compassion really alive in you and to keep that passion to do whatever it takes, right? That passion, that energy. So Dr. Kumar, after talking about these ABCs, let's hear a little more from you. Thoughts that are running through your head, something you want to share that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Sure. Um, Jen, I was going to just, as you were talking about the ABCs of, uh, compassion and sort of talked about self-care and connection 
you know, I wanted to share a few things that make all the difference in my life. Um, I so I I love the outdoors and spending time outdoors for me is incredibly important. Um, it's because when I, I, on the weekend, if you are living in Birmingham and love Red Mountain, you can find me out there stomping the grounds. I will frequently, when I'm in town, not on call, go for a six, seven mile hike there. And I don't take my cell phone. So I try not to, I don't go when I'm on call, obviously. So I just go with myself or I go with people that love, that I love and care who also love and care for me. Yeah. So being my my family, my husband, my niece, I have some really good friends. And during those times, either if I'm by myself or with them, it's just connecting with each other and connecting with our environment and talking about stuff, not filtering. And in those moments, there's a lot of rich exchange that happens. And if you allow yourself to be vulnerable in your safe spaces, Mm-hmm. where you can talk about whatever bubbles up to the top, what a gift that is, because that is now a chance to share and connect with somebody else, your the highs, the not so highs, and mm-hmm. talk through them and realize that for every story, this too shall pass. The worst of it will pass. The best of it will pass. This just so getting yourself back to even keel yeah. incredibly important. Um, observing things in nature, watching a bird fly, marveling at a, you know, we were on a hike recently where there was this tree that had fallen over and taken root into the the dirt. And it looked like a dead branch, except my friend pointed out, look, there are actually little planting sprouting from that. And we just stood for a moment and said, how beautiful in this winter, arid, dry, cold area, a fallen tree should not grow, and but is sprouting leaves on it. So marveling mm-hmm. at simple things, mm-hmm. that then fuels you. And then you start recognizing and making eye contact with people. And you never know how by your simple act of eye contact that other person may feel validated or a smile that validates them or, and then they give it back to you. That's the beauty of all this. You refuel from it. Um, But it doesn't have to be big things. Compassion can be small packages. And having those mini joys are mini wins in our life that inform our subconscious to to be on this journey for continued growth and well-being and being this vessel that every day can decide, how can I today make a difference to somebody else, live a life of meaning, Mm. be the best version of myself, bring some kindness into the world. And if I'm not able to, try again. Yes, Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you for those insights. And I could not agree more. You you touched on really all of those ABCs with those examples and those insights, the awareness and that balance and then that connection. Because I love how you mentioned when you're in that safe space, when you are connecting with people you love, you don't have to have a filter. 
You know, we all really are paying attention to what we say and how we behave in our day-to-day responsibilities and jobs and interactions. And when we can just cut loose and be a little loose and just share all the good and the bad um, and have someone that supports us, it's that support system that we all need so that we refuel. And you said it so perfectly that you get back what you give. That energy, we opened up talking about what passion is. It's energy and it takes a lot of energy, but you get a lot of energy back. And it's just amazing how much me and our listeners today have learned just from your life being such an incredible example of compassion and and the impact. I will tell you, Dr. Kumar, that the best legacy that anyone can leave is a world that has been impacted by your life. And you have impacted this world and you impact me every single time that I'm with you. And sorry, I know I cannot help it. Y'all know that I am a crier. That I just hope that everyone listening will know that they can have this impact. We've got to be intentional, right? There is a quote that I want to share. Jack Cornfield said that setting one's intention is like setting the compass for one's heart. Our intention helps guide our efforts to be compassionate, and it helps remind us why we are choosing to set time aside for compassion. So with that being said, I am just so sad that our time is almost up. It has been inspirational. It has been moving and it has been heartfelt. And I want to thank you, Dr. Kumar, for sharing your time and your heart and all of your amazing experience with us today. I hope that all of the listeners out there to The Good Good Life will go out there and show all of this compassion and have that right perspective. Next week, I hope you will all tune in because guess who's driving the show? You are. I want you to send me questions and I'm going to answer them on the air. Contact me through LinkedIn or email me at jan at goodgoodlife.com. And I hope to see you next week. Until then, go love living and live loving. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Dr. Kumar. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.